Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. This is our daily dose of information to help you navigate these trying times. If you have a question and you really need some help, please do not hesitate. That is why Mark and I moved this podcast to a daily podcast. We wanted to make sure we answered your questions. Email us, askjill at jillonmoney.com. You can always go to our website, jillonmoney.com. There we have a contact button. Today, we are focusing on student loans, and we are delighted because I totally nudge people, these poor people that actually are unsuspecting. I called David Klein. He is the boss at Common Bond, which is our friend in finance. Basically, they say it's simpler, smarter student loans for a brighter future. And I just was asking him how things were going. And then, boom, I have wrangled you into a podcast. So, David, thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Okay. So let's get down to this. It's graduation season. It's sort of disheartening, but let's move up beyond that. The federal government has waived the payments on federal student loans until September 30th. David, what happens after that time? What happens after September 30th is that the federal relief currently in place that allows people to essentially press pause on any and all of their payments, at least on the federal loans held by the federal government. You know, what happens after September 30th is folks need to start paying their loans again. There are some folks who even during this period of federal relief still need to keep paying their loans because either one, uh, they don't have a federal loan held by the federal government, or two, they have a private loan of some sort. So there certainly are people in this period who are continuing to pay and need to continue to pay their student loans. But of course, if you have a federal loan held by the federal government, you do not need to do that in this period. And come October 1, you'll need to start doing that again. What happens to people who have private loans? So, you know, if they if they got a loan or they refinance through Common Bond, first talk about what's going on at Common Bond and then other private lenders. If you have a private loan, any kind of private loan, and that's basically a loan from a source other than the federal government, then to the extent you are experiencing economic hardship, there is something called forbearance, which is a fancy word for payment pause. Uh, it's a feature or a mechanism that pretty much any and all private student lenders have that enables the holder of the student loan to pause their payments for periods of time uh, in order to get cash relief. Uh, many times, uh, hardship is defined as job loss or income loss or uh, an unexpected expense in the household. These are generally the criteria or eligibility requirement to get forbearance, to get this payment pause from pretty much any and all private lenders. At Common Bond, uh, we're a mission-based company. We're we're customer first. We're the only player in the space uh, that was started by uh, someone with student debt who wanted to change a broken student loan market. That was me. Uh, And so we've been customer-centric from the start. What does that mean? And how does that manifest at Common Bond? Well, we tend to have the the strongest set of forbearance protections for borrowers. Um, On some platforms, you typically see uh, as much as 12 months of forbearance. Uh, On the Common Bond platform, 
we have 24 months of forbearance. That is to say, a borrower can forbear their payments for as many as 24 months in the total term of their loan. The final thing I would say is there's something called natural disaster forbearance. This is something different, distinct, and incremental to the standard forbearance I was mentioning before. Most student lenders have this as well and, and have instituted it as part of the COVID-19 response. Common Bond is among that set of companies. It's a separate forbearance program that if somebody shows hardship due to coronavirus, COVID-19, we will uh, activate forbearance and that forbearance will not encroach upon the 24 months total forbearance on the Common Bond platform. Okay. Now you have all different kinds of loans that are available at Common Bond, undergraduate, graduate, MBA, dental, medical. I see that on your your, um, website and we'll link to the website, but it's commonbond.co. Okay. Now my question is, do you also provide parental student loans? We do. And how does that work? Because I have been sort of shocked at how high parental plus loan rates have been. Why is it so much higher than the undergraduate loan rates? There are a couple things here. First, in terms of what we offer, we offer an in-school student loan uh, for undergraduates that enable a co-signer, usually a parent, to be part of the loan origination, right? Ensure that we're taking the best credit and can provide the best interest rate. That's on the new loan origination side. And then on the refinance side, we do refinance parent plus loans, which are a group of loans that the federal government provides. And to your point, Jill, tends to be a pretty high interest rate relative to the undergraduate student loans that the federal government provides. Why is that? Well, the the federal government essentially provides a subsidized interest rate up to about $5,000 a year to each individual student. Anything above that five, it's actually $5,500, $5,500 borrowing does not get access to any further kind of subsidized interest rate from the federal government. At that point, you need to finance either with a low cost private option or you can finance with a federal option, but that federal option is going to be the parent plus loan. Mm. Uh, I'm talking about undergraduate students right now. That parent plus loan tends to be higher than it needs to be for a lot of credit worthy folks because the federal government charges one rate to everybody. Uh, The federal government for that loan does not take into consideration any of the typical underwriting factors like credit worthiness that you typically see in, in lending. And so because they charge one rate to everybody, and that rate has to cover the default rates on the back side of that. It's it's highly inefficient pricing and much higher than it needs to be for a lot of people. At Common Bond, we tend to to price below that, and and we certainly enable people to refinance out of their Parent Plus loans uh, after their student, their child has has graduated from from university. David, you know, I'm wondering, you are a for profit company. Talk to me about the social promise. I, I really am very skeptical. Call me the cynical New York Jew that you yeah. know and love. What, yeah. What's that all about? The social promise that we have, it's a one-for-one social mission whereby for every loan we fund, we also fund the education of a student in need. 
And we partnered up with Pencils of Promise, which is a uh, global nonprofit with a chain of 500 schools uh, around the world, uh, namely in Ghana, Guatemala, Laos. Uh, the way it works is that the better we do as a for-profit company, the more social good we deliver uh, through the amount of money we donate to Pencils of Promise, which in turn funds the education of students in need. I believe that generally speaking, uh, there are broad and deep pools of capital that tend to congregate in governments, in high net worth individuals, and in companies. I feel as though governments and high net worth individuals give a lot to drive social good, and companies need to be, should be, have the opportunity to do much more. And before I even started this company, that was a deeply held belief of mine. And so by the time it came around to, to starting a company, which is something I've wanted to do for a long time, I come from a family of entrepreneurs, I knew I wanted to have a really strong social mission so that we could manifest or be the change we wanted to see in the world and have a business and a model that delivered true social good, social value uh, to our global community. And the way I wanted to set it up was to be mutually reinforcing of the for-profit motive. It's easy to, to be suspect, Jill, of for-profit companies having you know, a social mission or giving to charity. But if you set up the program, if you set up the social mission to work such that the better you do as a for-profit company, the more social good you deliver, it's, it's a mutual reinforcing system that allows you to do good in both instances. Uh, we've been able to you know, donate over $1.5 million since inception, and we feel really good. We feel really proud, and, and it's something we hope we can be a model of and model for uh, other companies, other startups, really no matter the size, to think about a social mission just as much as you might think about a revenue model or a market entry plan. Let's get back to a couple of issues. Number one, I'm wondering when the virus impact first started, and we did get some relief from the Department of Education early on before the CARES Act. Tell me about the incoming traffic to Common Bond. Were you overwhelmed? Was it sort of normal? How would you compare it to February? To give me February 15th and then tell me what was March 15th like for you guys? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, it was significant because coronavirus started rearing its ugly head in the economy, market interest rates started falling and they started falling quite precipitously. Absent anything else in a market interest rate decline, to the extent markets are working appropriately and they were working appropriately, uh, the interest rates, the consumer facing interest rates charged by lenders tends to go down too. And if you have a loan product already, whether it's a car loan, a mortgage, a student loan, whatever the debt may be, a falling interest rate environment is a good environment to be in because you can refinance at that lower rate and lock in that lower rate uh, for a long time to come, lower your payments, uh, which provides a good amount of relief. And so that was certainly the dynamic that was happening in our market, pretty much in all refinance markets, no matter asset class. And there were a significant number of people certainly relative to anything historically we've seen, uh, that we're trying to lock in those historically low rates. And do you guys, when you do um, a refi, and let's say it's a federal loan, and someone has a 6% loan, and they refi with you, is it locked in? Because so many 
providers offer variable rates, and that's kind of how they hedge their bets. Is that the same with Common Bond, or do you offer a variety of options? We offer both. We offer fixed and variable. Uh, most people, uh, at least heading in to COVID-influenced economic conditions, most people were taking the fixed rate. That's still the case now by a long shot. You know, obviously, September 30th is going to roll around. I presume that you're kind of gearing up for potentially a big influx. Is your, inf- I mean, you got people who are connected to the Department of Ed. Do you think the pause on student loan payments, could you see it being extended through the end of the year? Or do you think that September 30th is it? I mean, I think in this environment, anything is possible. Uh, we're actually advising people who have a federal loan that's held by the federal government to take advantage of the federal relief, we'll still be here. The federal relief is temporary. When that federal relief lifts, you know, we're here to provide refi relief uh, and, and help people get into rates that, as I mentioned before, still remain at historic lows. You know, it's, it's unclear exactly where interest rates will be uh, at that time or where lenders will set consumer-facing interest rates. Uh, we are advising folks to take advantage of, of federal relief if they can. When that lifts uh, and they're interested in, in refinancing and lowering their rate and saving some money over time, we're here. And you've got this nifty. So anyone listening, if you're a parent, if you're a student, there is a student loan relief calculator that is beautiful at Common Bond. It, it is really fantastic and it's downloadable. And um, I really encourage you to check this out. It's commonbond, all one word, dot co. Scroll down a tiny bit, find out how student loan relief impacts your student debt. That's one thing. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there that is, I think, confusing for people. This is all in one place. So anyone who has a student loan, any parent who's got a plus loan, anybody who is even thinking about refinancing, check out commonbond.co. And I don't say this often because I don't usually become a cheerleader for somebody, but I like this guy. You know, he's a Hamish guy. What does that mean? In Yiddish, it means a good guy. He's, a good, he's thinking about making a living, but doing good. And so I want to really um, encourage you to check this out. Run your numbers while you can. You've got you've got some time here. It's June, July, August, you have four months ahead of you where you can really think about this. Come up with a game plan and figure out what you need to do to make these student loans more affordable for you and for your family. David Klein, super duper heavy duty chief of all of Common Bond. David Klein, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Jill. Thanks again to David Klein of Common Bond. We'll have links to this in our show notes. And thank you for listening. Remember, this is a show that is trying to provide you with financial advice throughout this virus, lockdown, unlockdown, whatever you want to call it, this pandemic economy. And we're trying to give you information that will help you navigate this period. If you have a financial question, please just send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com. If you're sweating your student loans, if you're sweating your retirement, if you're looking for a job, we are here for you. So please, please don't hesitate. And if you know somebody else who could use this, there's tons of people who need help with their student loans. Pass this along. Tell your friends to subscribe. They can do that at Apple or Stitcher, Radio.com, Google Play, anywhere else you found this particular podcast. We thank you so much. Keep washing those hands. Wear your mask. 
Remember to keep that social distancing. Don't let down your guard, okay? Just because some areas are opening, you still must be vigilant. So that's it. We thank you so much for listening. Please try to lift somebody up today. It will do your soul good. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.